When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Four and twenty, Australia's original fan food. Welcome to Higher Ground with Chris Warren. Yeah, good afternoon and welcome to this uh, special grand final edition of Higher Ground on Saturday the 2nd of October. And uh, on this day, plenty of things happened too in previous years. I'll let you know a few of them coming up. Chris Warren with you for the next uh, couple of hours. The Mad Russian is with me as well, although he also goes by the name Seal. I've uh, learnt today, uh, Fletchy calls him Seal. He's also called uh, A-Man. But uh, on this show, my show, he is the Mad Russian. Well, just over 24 hours out out until the grand final. Can you believe it? I mean, let's hope that's the way it is and uh, there are no late changes and it will kick off as planned at Suncorp Stadium uh, tomorrow night. As I said during the week, there's so many, so many storylines around this grand final Um, and more than any other, I think. I mean, for Penrith, uh, can they uh, rectify what happened last year? You know the old saying, you've got to lose one before you win one. Um, but is it a bridge too far for the Penny Panthers? People are saying that they they might be running on empty after uh, three back-to-back gruelling games, losing to Souths in week one, beating the Eels, and then beating uh, last year's Premiers, the Storm, only last weekend. Walking wounded as well. We've seen pictures of Penrith players uh, during the week in wheelchairs, uh, others sporting moves. Moon boots and the like. Uh, Brian Toto with that ankle injury. Dylan Edwards, I think he's right to go after that foot problem that he's been carrying. And Nathan Cleary, well, um, can he shoulder his team tomorrow? Pardon the pun. The coach, so many uh, games without a premiership. Uh, will Ivan Cleary's time come tomorrow up against the master coach? Uh, from Penrith too, there's players moving on. Matt Burton, Brent Naden, Kurt Catewell, to name a few. Then they've got the other storyline too, uh, the hooker, Appy Coruscant. Quite remarkable, isn't it? Um, he was a late call-up, wasn't he, to replace Isaac Luke in the 2014 grand final, won by the Rabbitohs. Yes, the same team, well, same club they are facing off against uh, tomorrow. What about those uh, that lose back-to-back uh, finals too? There's plenty of them. You know, you talk about you've got to lose one to win one. Plenty of teams over the years have lost two in a row, haven't they? So uh, I know Penrith fans aren't thinking like that, but that could be the case as well. Parramatta, 76 and 77. Manly lost 82-83. Balmain, 88-89. They lost. And St. George, 92-93. Um, for South, a lot of storylines around that too. We know the master coach and uh, the pride of Redfern, Adam Reynolds. Um, Wayne, we believe, will be riding off into the sunset. He'll coach again, no doubt, taking up, up uh, I'm sure, one of those, uh, the new franchise perhaps um, in southeast Queensland. Queensland. Adam Reynolds, his, uh, his final game in Cardinal and Myrtle. 
in 10 seasons and uh, grew up kicking the footy around Redfern. Um, still a wonderful player, playing at his peak, isn't he? And uh, Bunnies fans, I'm sure, win, lose or draw tomorrow, will be um, so sad to see him go. No Latrell, no chance. Do you remember we were all saying that when Latrell Mitchell was rubbed out of uh, the back end of the season? But up steps this young kid, Blake Taff. We hadn't heard much about him, had we? And there's a good reason for that. I think this will be his eighth NRL game and he will be the least experienced grand finalist ever, uh, Blake Taff. Benji Marshall, his 19th season. Won a premiership 16 years ago and may well go around again for a 20th season at the age of 37. We will soon see. Um, And remember that half-century stat, you know, the one that says no team has conceded 50 points in a game in a season and gone on to win the premiership. Well, you South Sydney fans, I'm sure you're hoping that that stat is tossed out the window because uh, you've conceded 50 points not once but twice this season. Um, including a drubbing, uh, 56-12, I think the score was, um, against the Panthers in Dubbo this season. Now, on this day, there's a few pretty special things happen too. As I just said, one of them, it's Tommy Turbo's birthday. So happy birthday to uh, to Turbo, if you do happen to uh, be listening. Yeah, the 2nd of October, 1996, Turbo was born. So that makes him 25. Also on this day, though, I've been reliably informed, 2nd of October, 2005, the West Tigers won their first and only premiership, beating the Cowboys 30-16 at 80 ANZ Stadium. Also on this day, yep, 2nd of October, 2016, Cronulla won their maiden premiership, 14-12, beating Melbourne. Quite remarkable, isn't it? And Chris Hyington. He played for West Tigers off the bench in their maiden premiership victory. He played for Cronulla off the bench in their maiden premiership victory on this day, the 2nd of October. Chris Hyington will join us on the show a little bit later on. Roycey Simmons is going to join us too. I haven't spoken to Royce for a long, long time. I I heard him chat to the boys earlier this week. Look forward to that. You know, Roycey, two tries, 1991. Uh, 30 years ago that Penrith lift the trophy. So plenty squeezed in. Love you to get involved with the program. 0457 736 736 is the text line. 1300 01 1170 is the open line. Feel free uh, to get involved with the show. This is Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. Great to have your company. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, look, I tell you, I will. I will say one thing. Uh, we're not going to be quite as loose as those that preceded us in this uh, very studio. I'm looking around me here. They've left it looking very dishevelled. Um, look, I'm not suggesting those boys have already knocked the top off a couple of sherbets, but uh, they probably are already. For some reason, uh, the crunch time. So this it must be their Mad Monday or something like that because they uh, they really let their hair, hair down the boys and. Went off script many, many times today. I, I was driving in here and uh, some of the stuff they were talking about, I thought, what is going on here? A very loose program, an enjoyable program, entertaining as always. So uh, um, we'll do our best to, to follow suit. We'd love you to get involved with the show, though. Uh, Grand Final Eve, uh, less than, um, well, what we're 28 hours or so away now until kickoff up there at well, let's hope it is still Suncorp Stadium. Surely there can't be any changes uh, this late in the day. 
Um, but we'll talk all things grand final. Uh, we'll reminisce as well. Uh, Roycey Simmons is going to uh, jump on the line, I think, uh, sometime in this hour. Uh, he's always a good chat, Roycey, so uh, we'll get him on the line. As I said, Chris Hyington, uh, I wasn't aware of that, but uh, I walked in here today and uh, no looksy Brooksy, the esteemed executive producer of Crunch Time and many other high-rating shows on this, uh, this great network of ours. He said, do you know, Chris, that on this day it's Tommy Turbo's birthday? I said, no, I did not know that. I don't suppose many people did. But also on this day, as I said uh, just a, a moment ago in that intro, so the Tigers won their maiden premiership on this day, 2nd of October 2005. Chris Hyington was part of uh, that day. So I can only imagine what that felt like for him. Um, do you remember that post-match interview? It's, it's, it's got to we'll dig that out for sure. We'll have to do some editing. Um, Benji Marshall on this day was there, and he, he threw that marvellous ball, didn't he? Let's just relieve that now, shall we? Right foot kick, down the ground, into the end goal almost. Hodgson cuts it off. Hodgson taken by Norton. He took him late. Marshall skips away. Marshall skips away. Marshall's still going. Marshall's got Richards coming up outside. Now inside. Richards pursued. He pushes Johnson away. Pat Richards. Pat Richards has scored. A magnificent try. Link to the field stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Rabs, Rabs, one of your best. That was just uh, just brilliant, wasn't it? So Hyington was, uh, Chris was on the bench um, in that grand final on this day. It, it just, the mind boggles, doesn't it? When you go back and you, you, you hear that, that commentary then, that Benji Marshall is lining up yeah. and could be another premiership winner 16 years after it. The Epsom is, is away too. We'll, we'll keep across that for you and, and bring you uh, the winner and the prices of that when we get it as well. Uh, 16 years ago, Benji Marshall. My goodness, what an astute signing too by Wayne Bennett, throwing him a lifeline. He's a, you know, you can say whatever you want about Wayne Bennett, but my God, he's a smart man, isn't he? He knew Benji would be able to do a, a wonderful job for him in that utility role, the 14 role, and hasn't he done that? And those that were thinking, you know, but Benji might just be a little bit too long in the tooth at the at the age of 36. When you're playing the role that he's been playing, you know, not playing that many minutes all that often, um, well, it's just aided his, his longevity, hasn't it? So I've seen – look at Jolly Kane out there. He's punching the air. He must have had the winner there in the Epsom, I think. No, he's uh, on private eye. Was he? That's got up. He's got up at eleven, $11.40. <laughs> My God. Regan Bayless on board. No, no wonder he's... Oh, no, there he is. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> he's just opening another one Cheshire too. Cat. Yep, yep. Uh, grinning like a like a Cheshire Jolly Kane. So the sugar has collected. Um, I don't know what Fletcher's doing. I, my vision, I haven't got the peripheral vision. I can see Kane out there. Um, he was riding at home, uh, riding at home, but I can't see what Fletcher's... I think Fletcher's down the other end of the uh, the office making his homemade margaritas. Or it there was like, some mention of that this afternoon. Or it looked like that. Mm. I didn't know margaritas had um, a bit of chilli in it, do it? A chilli pepper a or cayenne special, pepper. bit of a special. Is it? Nice. You just you know how you use the salt the rim, the yeah, outside, yeah, 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 yeah. and replace that with chilli. It's quite nice. I didn't know that. I'm not a cocktail man, you see. Tingling on the lips. Not a cocktail man. I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise, but cocktails never, <laughs> never been my my really my go. Um, yeah. So now listen. So talking about um, Benji Marshall. Um, 
It's just remarkable that he is uh, lining up for the grand final tomorrow. He is still not quite sure whether this will be his final game. I knew within myself that I still had something to offer and uh, Wayne knew I had something to offer. But also, you know, it wasn't just Wayne, just the backing of the senior players um, when he asked them and then obviously the backing of the club to go through with it and actually bring me here. You know, I'm really grateful for that, you know, to still be playing as well and have this opportunity to, to again win another premiership is, is pretty special. It's really special, not just for me, but for, for all our team. You know, we've only got four guys who have played in the grand final before and we've got guys that are leaving, you know, and I think it's really special. Like for a guy like Adam Reynolds, who's been at this club his whole career, Wayne Bennis leaving. And then on top of that, we've got a whole bunch of members and supporters back in New South Wales who are not going to have the opportunity to come and watch us play in this um, final. So um, there's a lot there's a lot to play for this week. And um, yeah, it's, it's not about how it makes me feel. It's more about everyone in our, in our great club. Um, one of the things that a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to me is just resilience. You know, I had five shoulder reconstructions at a young age. I've missed like 70 games through injury throughout my career. So to bounce back from that is for me is one of the things I'm probably most proud of. And to play 19 years in this competition is something that is pretty special as well. But in terms of my game, I, you know, I've had to change my body shape or to try and not get so injured, especially with the shoulders. You know, I've probably had to try and change my game as I've gotten older into playing a lot smarter and, and not so like flashy and instinctive. And um, I've really enjoyed the evolution of, of what I've had to do with my game because every year I reckon when you're playing, you have to learn new tricks and try and have something to improve on and be better. And um, I think that's helped me evolutionize my game. The way my body feels right now, I could play next year for sure if I wanted to. Um, you know, I'll, but I'll weigh all those things up at the end of the season. You know, probably give after this weekend a bit of time to sink in and settle in, and then make a decision after that. Yeah, and he'll take all the time that he that he wants, and he's certainly earned that right. Um, the more people I speak to, you know, in the know, they they think he'll he'll go around again. If South Sydney win tomorrow night, that might throw a different uh, complexion on his decision. Um, I'm not so sure, but look, he, he, I'm sure he can go around again. His body feels fine. He's explained it there. He, he, he probably, although he's been going around, what did I say, 19 seasons, um, he did have so many injuries. So he's probably not your, your typical, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, 36-year-old body, um, Benji Marshall. But boy, oh boy, he's done a wonderful job, hasn't he, uh, for South Sydney. Uh, love to hear from Bunnies fans and Panthers fans. Um, feel free to get involved. Pick up the line. There's space on the open line now. We'll talk about anything you'd like to talk about, really, around the grand final. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line number. Feel free to keep those texts coming through as well. Um, we'll get those, we'll get those uh, to you when we can. Um, hey, boys, um, Matt Burton, the Clive Churchill winner, uh, that's from Texas, Tony. Thank you, uh, Tony. Uh, Matt Burton, Clive Churchill winner. So that is inferring that uh, Penrith will uh, will lift the Proven Summons trophy um, tomorrow. There's a there's a sugar canes just brought in a well a veritable feast. I don't know what's on that. Um, what have we got? Nachos and tacos. That's to go with the margaritas. So he's feeling all of a sudden very generous after backing the winner in the Epsom. Well, they've the Masia have. Uh... How are we going to speak and devour? How are we going to eat, eat and talk? Afternoon, so we might have to take a break soon and uh, maybe devour. What are they nachos? Mm. What is that? See, I'm not a big Mexican eater. Yeah, so there's a couple of soft tortillas, and then we got the not that I eat Mexicans. You know what I mean? It's not my go-to fare. We got the soft tortillas, then we got the corn chips. Do you need a margarita with a bit of beef? um, Pull apart or 
pulled beef, pulled pork, pulled, and then a little bit of salsa and guacamole. But it's not lunch. It's it. it's not lunch time, and it's not dinner time. I haven't had dinner oh, or lunch. <laughs> I haven't eaten since breakfast. I don't know what time. Oh, so that's for is, you. No, no, no. It's for you too. I'll have a Sponsor nibble. Reference. I'll have a little nibble. But do you need to have the margarita with that? And what are the what are the HR laws, etc., with us and the margaritas for six o'clock? Post six margarita. That's right. Off Maybe air, on air. More. Oh no, right, no, no, okay. A few more. I saw Timmy Manor was out there too. Did what? the first couple of hours on crunch time today, Timmy? Oh, he would have done a great job. The nicest Timmy. man on earth. He's doing some overtime. He's doing some research. Well, he's for just the... hung around for the food. I think. Oh. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Look, I want to know this, okay? And I was asking Penrith fans and South Sydney fans to get in touch with us, right? Um, again, give us your result and your Clive Churchill for tomorrow's big game. But I want to know this for neutral fans, right? Neutral fans, you don't follow the Bunnies or the Panthers. You're just a you know avid rugby league fan. Who do you want to win? It's a good question, is it? I was thinking today, I mean, both clubs have got so many followers, but from you know, very different demographics in parts of Sydney, you know, geographically as well, historically. Um, you know, the old fire bros, the, the foot of the mountains, the Penny mm. Panthers who struggled for so many years on Struggle Street. But, you know, you can't say that about this club anymore. It's a, it's a multi-billion dollar business out there, I would have thought almost, you know. Um, and they are the, the new future or face of the game very much in the west of Sydney. And aren't they loving it? It's, it's a young, young team. And up against um, the Cardinal and Myrtle, of, who have been to the grand final, well, I don't know how many times, 35 times or more. 121 premierships. Very different tales, aren't they? That of the Panther and that of the Bunny. But if you're a neutral fan, para fans, Dragons fans, Manly fans, Doggies fans, whoever, Roosters, who do you guys want to win? Who have you got a soft spot for, or maybe more to the point, which of the two do you dislike the most? Can I answer? I'd, yes, please. You're a Manly fan. Declare your colours. Well, it's a difficult one because you're sort of sitting on the fence. I love Penrith, and I love what Cleary and Luai and such a big part of that New South Wales side have managed to do. I think they're going to lose players next season, and it's going to be a lot more difficult for them. But I think And the still... season after, too, probably, yeah. Penrith. They've... Still got a strong enough core, I think, to carry them through. It really, it, this is the end of the window for South, is it not? With Bennett leaving, Reynolds leaving, yeah, I know I think Walker so. and Latrell will still be there, but that's you know. I look. I, I think they're still going to be a very strong club yeah, yeah, in in, in the immediate years to come. Mm. But you're probably right. This might be it. You can't see them reeling off another two or three grand finals after. This. And I don't think. Well, certainly those that sign the checks at Redfern. Um, probably don't – well, I know they know how good a player Adam Reynolds is, but the contribution that he has you made – don't think they valued him highly Pat, that's enough. What I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Mm. So, I, and I love I love Benji. Just one of Let my me, earliest uh, memories of rugby league being my Everyone age, loves Benji. Watching, yeah. Everyone he, loves Benji. He's easy to love. So. Everyone loves Benji. And even the kids from way back when, they're no longer kids anymore, mm. you know, Um they're mid to late 20s or more. Everyone loves Benji. And he's been so, so good for the game, an advertisement for the game, hasn't he? Like we saw, you know, kids were trying to do those flick passes, those grand final flick passes in the park down the road. And now they're all doing other things, you know, the no-look passes and the tap-ons and the, uh, the banana kicks and looking that way and kicking that way and doing the cleary spiral floating bombs or whatever they're called. How many times are we going to see that? You, you're around in your rugby. No, 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 mm-hmm. the... 
Cleary kick out of dummy half to the winger. Oh, yeah. How many times is that going to happen next season? Or oh, how many times are you going to be seeing that in the park and and the, <laughs> and down the twelves and thirteens games next season? In fact, in fact, I think. Okay, I've got a theory here. So my team, right, my under thirteens team, we got smashed this year, right? We were very good last year, but the other teams reached puberty, we didn't. Anyway, first game we go up to um, Barara. Oh, way up there. Nice drive. And this team, they were they were a lot bigger than us, but they were yeah they were flashy. The year before, we'd beaten them, not a problem. Um, one of their kicks was out of dummy half, exactly like Cleary, right across from the western touchline to the eastern touchline, pinpoint on the chest of this big tall winger, and in they go. And my kids were just like their heads were down, just looking at their boots. You know, they thought, "What is going on here?" So everything. But okay, Nathan Cleary, right? His cousin hmm, mm. is my captain. I'm thinking my little <laughs> Captain Cruzy has told cousin Nathan, this is what's Did happening. Oh. You should try this one day, the close to the grand Raiders final. have played a part in yeah, I the think so. NRL preliminary final. It's only just dawned on me. I think that's what's happened. Oh. My captain, one of our Raiders under-13s, has passed on to cousin Nathan... You should try this, and it's come off a treat against Melbourne Storm. And uh, Penrith Panthers are now in the grand final for back-to-back years and, uh, well, indirectly I've played a part, haven't I, somehow right. in that? Um, Freddie Fittler, Penrith through and through, he spoke about Nathan Cleary. He studies and researches more than anyone, more than anyone I've ever seen, more than anyone I've ever heard of. He knows the game better than anyone. So when he goes out there and he, every single position he's in, he's already been there. He's watched it on the video. He's mostly done it at training. And he's better than that than anyone has ever been in the game. So, you know, we're just sort of finding out, you know, when everyone gets to be like Nathan and that's the standard, then you'll feel rugby league will pick up and go forward because, you know, his level of research and preparation is just, you know, is the best that anyone's ever done before. So, you know, apart from that, he's a really tough kid, you know, and he, I think he understands, you know, diving on loose balls is unbelievably important. Supporting, uh, especially his other halfback, he supports him incredibly. And I think he just understands all those, uh, you know, the team mentality stuff that's been involved in rugby league since 1908. He understands that better than a lot of the newer players, while I think a lot of players have come through being told what to do, where to run, how to run. Well, Nathan has a bit of a balance of both, I feel. So, you know, I think, you know, I think that's what sort of culminates why, you know, he delivers under pressure. Yeah. Hey, he's got ice in his vibes, in his veins, hasn't he, uh, Nathan Cleary? Uh, so too did that bloke, Fred Rido Fittler. Um, he was speaking on Drive, by the way, uh, through the week, Freddie. Um, yeah, big game, isn't it? So I'm asking the question, if you're a neutral fan, love to know who you're siding with and why. Who you're siding with and why? For neutral fans out there, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That's the open line. If you want to pick up the phone and and have a quick chat, we can do that. Um, or if you want to drop us a text, you can oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. I might have a little bit of a late mail or a bit of a tip too for a couple of races coming up. If you're interested, um, um, you you do know that that, that Rabs likes a likes a bet. Um, and I was speaking to him earlier today, so. It Is that why he called you earlier? He called me earlier out of the blue. I was talking to him on the way in. Right. 
He called me early. I'll tell you a story, right? I'll tell you a story. So my brother, right, he said to me uh, during the week or a couple of nights ago, uh, about 11 o'clock at night, uh, might come round to your place, watch the grand final, right? And I haven't seen him for a while. You know? We sort of, yeah. I said, no dramas, I'll cook you a roast, we'll do something, and uh, the kids would like to see you, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not coming, I don't, I don't like small televisions. I've got a TV, right, and I've had it for years, and it's a good TV, it, yeah. but what size is that one there? Uh, Roughly. Oh, about 30 inches. 32 inch, yeah, yeah, about so that. it's about a 32 inch, 36 inch. It's not small. It's not big. I don't like the big TV screens, right? Because I haven't got a huge living room, and it does me and the kids just fine. I'm not coming over unless you know, got, the, got the. I'll tell you what, I'll buy you one. I said, I don't need. It's a very generous <laughs> offer. I said, I don't need. I don't need a very big TV, and I'm renting the place I'm in, so I can't bracket it on the wall or anything. And anyway, so sure enough, I, I get a text uh, a couple of hours ago with a picture of this giant-sized TV. It's probably bigger than the wall in my living room. And it's going to arrive uh, with my brother tomorrow to watch the grand final. I hope we get it set up in time. Well, me too. I have to tell you a story about TVs as well because I was my, my hopefully future father-in-law, girlfriend's father was Oh, this text- is going all right then, is was it? Was texting me. All, you know, all during last week. Oh, you have to come over the prelim. Oh, sorry, I'm working, I'm working. Oh, yeah. okay, why don't you come over for the AFL grand final? Thinking, this is really weird. Like, this is like the we, we get on. Yeah, we get in. We get on and we love our sport and yeah. know, plenty to talk about. He's so keen to get me on. There. He's I'm very like, happy I'm for going, you to hold hands with Sophie on a Sunday. Well, he's no problems with that, but mm. he's so keen to get me up there. I'm thinking, what's, you know, what's brewing here? Mm. What's, there must be something behind this. I turn up mm. and there's a screen probably most of the size of one of the walls of this studio mounted on the little tabletop they've got set up there. 85 inches. Oh, wow. That's just ridiculous. Imagine watching watching King Kong on that. (laughs) Or Godzilla. Yeah. It's real life. I just couldn't believe it. And, you know, Well, that's the size of a room. (laughs) It's... Was, is that for you? Is that a no, gift? no, no, oh, that's no, just there. no, no? It's just that he needed and someone he, to needed, show his new toy. He, as you know, you got to show off the new toy, and well, I, I was more than happy to oblige. Well, no, you like showing off your new AFL, toy. Watch off the AFL Grand Final. Oh, beautiful! It was so, uh, very nice. So, what I'm so, saying so, so, is so, everything in perspective. Well, yes. The TV, well, it'll be four nice by three, and you'll get used to it. Yes, it's beautiful. Yeah, four by three, four by three in long gone, long gone. So, what are we talking? Sixteen by sixteen by eight? Is it? Or oh, I don't know what what you call it. All that technical. So anyway, so he's going to bring this big TV, brand new. I just hope we can yep. get it set up in time for kickoff. So then my dad was ringing me earlier. That's why, it went, and he said, um, "Yep, listen, the um, y- your brother's bought you a new big." I said, "I know." He said, "I don't think I tried to tell him you're renting the place and he can't put it on the wall, bracket the wall, and." I hope the uh, the real estate agent isn't listening. Uh, yeah, and, and he gave me a couple couple of tips there, and I'm not betting anymore, right? I don't bet these days because you know I've just gone through a yeah, bit of divorce and all that, and there's no uh, there's no fun tokens left, basically. Uh, I'm not joking either. Race eight, number eleven, Newcastle. Race eight, number eleven, Newcastle. I haven't even got the form guide in front of me. Um, get that out for me if you've got that in front of you. Hang on, no, I have got it here. Let me just just bear with me, bear with me, and I hope this is. Uh, I hope that's the right number I was listening to when he when he uh, he set it out to me. Bear with me. Don't go anywhere. Uh, yeah, there we go. Baruti, um, apprentice on board. D. Gibbons. So he'll take a claim. Um, Baruti. Don't know even who. Lees. Uh, Chris Lees. Yeah, there you go. He gets. Yeah, I think Chris Lees is the only trainer these days that'll answer Rabs's calls. I think. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, they get. And, and also, if you wanted, um, you wanted something in the metrop. What time's that? That's about a quarter of an hour away. Um, it's Chris Lee's again, is it? Uh, Luncey's, I think it is. The emergency number nineteen, race nine, number nineteen. Uh, each way, obviously, race nine, number nineteen in the metrop. Anyway. I won't be saying those again. Uh, we're going to take a, br- a break shortly, um, and we're hopefully going to be talking to Chrissy Hyington, who uh, will track him down. He won the Premiership with West Tigers on this day, 2nd of October. He won the Maiden Premiership with Cronulla on this day, 2nd of October. We'll talk to him next on Higher Ground. And 29 minutes to uh, to 5. Hope you're well. Hope you're enjoying uh, your Saturday afternoon. Uh, I don't know what the weather's doing. It's come over dark and cloudy. It was certainly... Um, it was raining when I came in. Gorgeous this morning, though. How things can change, you know. Only, only things. Uh, that's that's Sydney, isn't it? Sydney through and through. Only in this this uh, this beautiful city we've got can the weather try uh, change so so starkly. Uh, get in touch with us. I'm asking neutral rugby league fans out there. So you don't go for the bunnies. You don't go for the Panthers, right? We've heard enough from their fans anyway. Here's your chance to uh, jump on the line if you want to have a chat about it. I want to know who you're supporting. I want to know why. Have you got a soft spot for the Bunnies, the Foundation Club, or have you got a soft spot for the Penny Panthers? Or do you just like one of those players? Do you just love Cody Walker? Do you love Adam Reynolds? Do you want a farewell Dane Gagai? Are you madly in love with Viliami Kikau or Isaiah Yo? Even though you don't go for the club, I'd love to know why you are supporting either Penrith or South Sydney in tomorrow's NRL Grand Final. It should be a ripper of a match. Um, I know the bookies have, have got the uh, Penny Panthers installed as the favourites, although they got beaten by South Sydney only a few weeks ago. So, uh, you know, how does that go into um, mentally? How are they going to go into it? I, I, my only concern, and we've talked about it all week, is uh, are they a little bit busted? Are they busted? And then, you know, smarter people than me that I speak to, including the 91 grand final winning captain, Greg Alexander, he keeps saying, Chris, they're, they're a young team, mate. They're a young team. They're average age of 24. So while they might be carrying their fair share or more than their, their share of injuries, um, the likes of Fisher-Harris, the likes of uh, Nathan, Brian Toto, um, Dylan Edwards, all carrying some injuries, and, and doubtless there are others as well. Um, the fact that they are a young team probably, you know, it's in their favour, isn't it? But they have had three very, very tough games. I mean, really tough games. They played poorly against the Bunnies a, a few weeks ago or a month ago, whatever it is. But um, yeah, it was a bruise-a-thon against Parramatta. Another belt a last week against Melbourne Storm. So you just wonder you know, how much fuel has uh, been taken out of the tank. Or can they get up? And go one more round. And then South Sydney, you know, it's been a, you know, a very, very good run for them at the back end. Some people say, oh, you know, but if you have the week off, um, is it not better to keep the momentum going? Well, you know what? We won't know that until tomorrow, tomorrow evening, around about 9.30 or whenever it might be. They had the week off because they won against the Panthers in week one. Um, and then a reasonably soft win, didn't they, over Manly? So in terms of which team is really battle-hardened, you'd have to say Penrith. But then in terms of which team is nice and fresh and sprightly, um, very little injury concerns. I see Adam Reynolds is saying he'll be close to 100%, if not 100%, and even intends to do the goal-kicking tomorrow. 
So there's a real contrast there, isn't there, in, in terms of, of these, uh, these build-ups. I'll be talking, as I said earlier, to Roycey Simmons uh, in the next hour. Um, you know, and that old adage, you've got to lose one to win one. Well, Roycey can tell us all about that. He lost one in 90 and he was captain in 1990 and then they, they stripped him of the captaincy and gave it to Brandy and they beat the Raiders, didn't they, um, the year later in 91. So we're 30 years on. I'll uh, no doubt be asking uh, Roycey that. Trying to get hold of Chrissy Hyington too. Uh, he's gone a little bit AWOL. I think it might be our problem with our phone system, not Chrissy. So uh, we'll keep trying there. And um, the Pearl's been in touch too. Steve Renoff, he's been in touch with me. He's, uh, he said, Chris, well, come on for a chat. Love to. Well, I, I asked him, actually. He didn't just ring us out of the blue. I have asked Steve um, because my, my producer here, Alex, or these days also named, known as Seal, also named, known as A-Man, um, he said to me, how'd you go with Pearl? What time is he on? And I said, uh, quite honestly, I forgot to... Um, mentioned to Steve that we were going to have him on today's show. But I sent him a text. He's all good to go. Um, we'll talk to Steve about, you know, his grand final memories. And um, there have been a few, haven't they, with Steve? And you know how many he's pro- he's won. Um, oh, I think three or four, didn't he, win under the great Wayne Bennett. So uh, we'll talk to uh, the Pearl when we can. So look forward to doing that. So lots for us to squeeze into. We've only got another hour and a half to do that. Um, great to have your company. As I said earlier, the boys on Crunch Time, they were hilarious. Uh, we're also pretty laid back here. If you do want to pick up the phone and have a chat, do feel free to do that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 All right, it's a pretty special day, and uh, I'll tell you why in a moment. Player raps. Ray Warren's your biggest supporter. Chris, what about this? Yeah, mate, it's f-ing awesome, mate. You, you don't know how to f-ing. You can't say, well, you've no words for him, Matty. It's just f-ing unbelievable. You die for these blokes, you know, them fragments. Friends for life now, Matty. Friends for life, mate. Good on you, mate. You enjoy it. <laughs> Chrissy. Chrissy Hyington, you've probably heard that a thousand times. You're on the line. How are you, champ? How are you? Who's that bloke? <laughs> That's you, my friend. How are you? It's all right. Oh, yeah, yeah that was good. me. I'll never live that one down. Let oh, me tell you. Hey, oh, mate, that's it's part of grand, it's part of grand final folklore, Chris. And I, I bet when you go on other radio shows, and doubtless you have been, they it's one of the first things they'll play. I tell you what, I was over um, much much younger man as as you were too. I was over in the UK at, at that time working for um, Sky Sports TV, so I was hosting the NRL Grand Final over there. So we took we took all of Channel 9's feed, all the pre match post match stuff as well. Um, so the whole of the UK, Chrissy, they got it live as well um, in 2005 yeah. without the beeps. Yeah, how good. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it was live back then. Now they've got an eight-second delay. So I'd like to think I changed the game a little bit. So. You did. You did. You um, did. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was one of them moments which can't change now. But, um, yeah, I'll definitely get uh, told more about it around the finals time, which is good. Yeah. Listen, what are you doing these days, Chris? I've got uh, Chris Iron Sports Performance, so like a holiday clinic for young rugby league players, uh, yeah. strength and conditioning coach, and train some young surfers. So, Keep them busy, mate. I'll do a bit of radio of ABC and on the footy. So, yeah, pretty busy. Wow. So, okay, the the, the rugby league camps, how often do they happen, et cetera, and how many can attend, that sort of thing? Yeah, so before, obviously, COVID, I'd have nearly yeah. 80 kids on through the holidays. So, um, yeah, yeah, ranging from five years to about 16 years. Um, I'll try and get a good young NRL player for a bit of experience as well, but... Uh, yeah, obviously it's just slowed up a little bit, but we're building coming into Christmas. So, um, yeah, can't wait to get back 
to doing it. You know, I really enjoy it. Really enjoy helping the young kids. Um, yeah. Try and live their their dream, and you know, um, pay pave a bit of a path for them yeah, in their yeah. future. Oh well, I mean, uh, there was a time you were one of those young kids, and it is tremendous, mate, that you're staying involved in the game in in a big way too. So. Um, give yourself a pat on the, on the back for that. Um, okay, let's talk grand final, Chrissy. And and so you've played um, 338 games, I think, all up. 200 games with the West Tigers, and and you helped win that 2005 premiership. You then, and that was their maiden premiership. You then uh, were part of Cronulla's uh, maiden premiership in 2016. It's quite it's quite remarkable that both of those victories. I don't know if you were aware of this, were on this day, 2nd of October. Yeah, it's quite uh, crazy. Yeah, so a few people texted me and said, you know, I think the the Sharks one was five years ago. I felt like, I don't know, a year ago. And then the the shark, uh, the Tigers one, I think, 16. So, yeah, yeah long time between drinks. But, um, you know, such a young kid in that first one for the Tigers. And, you know, it sort of come to me pretty quickly. So, I... I didn't realise what was actually happening, and then I got the opportunity eleven years later at the at the Sharkies, and you know I took that in a bit more and had yeah. to work hard and, and to stay in the game. But um, yeah, who would have thought that you know a young kid from your minor playing two NRL grand finals and, and get the winning both? So yeah, I feel oh, very um, yeah. Who did you play for up there? Your minor bunnies? Yeah, I was the, your minor bunnies, mate. Um, yeah, we moved. Uh, from Campbelltown when I was nine to, to your minor and, and I played all my juniors and a few senior games at the minor bunnies. Yeah. Which, you know, you know, it's good about that junior footy. I still hang around the mates, you know, when I was started when I was nine. So I just caught yeah. up with more then and went for a surf. So that that's time. the best thing about rugby league. You get lifetime friends out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I tell my little kids too, who incidentally are around about that sort of same age and they love surfing as well, mate, but you do make, you make mates for life uh, through this, this great sport. So you, Campbelltown, okay, so you would have, um, I guess it was probably your dream then, was it, to go on and play for that that club, West Tigers? Yeah, I, I used to watch, like, love Wayne Pierce, Blocker Roach, mm. you know, um, Siren and all them play for Bowmain, so, and then there was West as well, so I was just, them two merged when I first went sort of there, and I remember I was playing for North Sydney Bears, we were on the Central Coast at the time, yep. we didn't have like a feeder club, so we were struggling a bit, getting beat by 40, 50, and Tim Sheen's just got signed, I think, for the 2003 season, yep. and he goes, oh, Chris, come over, and I started talking to him, and he, you know, he signed me up for the 2003 season, and had a really big pre-season, and come off the bench, mm. you know, round one, 2003, just like way out of my depth, but, um, you know, the double header, there was 90,000 people there. I'm just like, what the heck have I got myself into? Yeah. And he goes, you'll be all right, this is going on, make 15 tackles and we'll get you off. Yeah. I think I only touched the ball once or twice on my debut, but uh, <laughs> that was an awesome experience. Do you remember the build-up to the to the grand final? So how old would you have been grand final in 2005? Still only pretty young, huh? I think, yeah, 22, 21, 22, yeah. Yeah. Hence the colourful language post-match then. Yeah, I know. Well, back then, there wasn't as much media and they all wanted Benji and, and Brett Hodson and, and Scotty Prince. So, to be fair, I went through a lot of that year without any media at all. And uh, we Shandy got us all the young fellas. There was a heap of young fellas, Bryce Gibbs, you know, Benji was young, yeah. Robbie. And he just said, you know, if you start thinking about footy, 
like when you're at home, just go and do something else. So it wasn't many times throughout that final series I actually thought about it. Mm. And then we won and I just exploded. And I didn't even know I was swearing at the time. I was just... <laughs> and then the question, the question from Matty Johns, I, I do blame Matty Johns. Uh, how do you feel? What a question to ask after you win a grand final. What did he say? He said, uh, I just heard that you're one of Rabs' favourites, I think he said. was. Uh, yeah, let me, yeah, go, oh, let me hear it again. I want to hear it again, Chris. <laughs> I want to hear it again. Sorry. Player Rabs, Ray Warren's your biggest supporter. Chris, what about this? Yeah, mate, it's... Awesome, mate. You don't know how to. <laughs> you can't say. Okay. All right. All right. We get. We get the picture. But you know, uh, an amazing memories of that post-match, Chris. I mean, only very young, and as you've said, the the build-up and the the post-match to the Cronulla victory very different to uh, to your, your maiden grand final win. Yeah, I sort of uh, took it in a bit more, and I knew how how hard they are to come by. You know, as a young kid, you sort of a bit naive. Um, it sort of fell on my lap, and. Um, just yeah, just knowing how much it meant to the Shire and Cronulla, obviously, 50 years in the competition, no grand final, and and we're coming up against Melbourne, who hardly ever lose. And we we I knew we had to all of, all of us had to play our, one of our better games to get the victory, and I think we all did that on the night. And I thought Andrew Fafita, no one else in the whole NRL that year would have scored that try he scored to win us the game. And yeah, it was just a really good feeling, just because I had to work so hard to keep in the game. You know, everyone was getting bigger and stronger. So I had to bring a pass into my game. You know, I had to work on my fitness. So um, they're both so special, and 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 uh, yeah, just feel real grateful to be involved in both of them. But uh, mm. yeah, they're they're both great memories. A lot of um, grand finals are won with teams coached by uh, coaches who either you know, were legends or would go on to be um, legends. And, and we're talking about Penrith 30 years on, and, and Gus Gould was the coach back then, uh, only a very young coach, and he would have been coaching up against Tim Sheens um, for Canberra back then. And Tim Sheens was, was your coach who identified you um, ahead of that uh, 05 grand final against the Cowboys. What, what, was, what was Tim like in, around grand final week? Did, did he change at all in any way? Oh, he was extremely calm. I was, I was young and maybe I didn't hear or see as much as the senior players, but, yeah, he was really calm. And, and he's obviously so experienced, been in a hell of a lot of grand finals before that one, you know, like you mentioned mm. with Canberra. And I think Penrith might have been a part of something, but mm. uh, just a great attacking coach. And it was Royce Simmons who was doing defence, and you know he's obviously been in grand finals as a player as well. So them two together were just a perfect combination as coach, the coaching and assistant coach. They really bounced off each other. You could approach Royce really good, and you know he'll tell you what you're doing good, what you're doing right, and yeah. But um, Sheens used to love the attack, and so he had an hour and a half session. It'd be an hour and 15 minutes of attack and Royce would get 15 minutes of defence. So mm. um, back then we based our game on attack and yeah, we really changed the game how it was played. I thought, you know, it was a well, a really small forward pack at the time was, you know, it was Todd Payton and Scandalis and we had uh, Mark O'Neill and Ben Galea on the edges. Mm. And we had Dean Hallitow, I thought was outstanding in that 05 final series and sort of paved the way. You know, there wouldn't be many players like Dino who, in the grand final, he started in the middle and then went and played on the wing to finish for Pat Richards. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really versatile player. Yeah. I was talking about and, um, rare events, and it, it is just quite remarkable that uh, it may, I don't know how many players would be in the same shoes as you, Chris. I don't know if you stand alone here, um, having won maiden premierships with two different clubs. Um, it's probably yeah, happened a few times. I thought time. maybe Matty Pryor. With the St. George Illawarra Dragons, is that their first? Yeah, and then Cronulla. 
Um, uh, he was a great player. He was, he was outstanding for the Sharks as well in that 2016 season. There you go. You just, you just but, rattled um, one off for sure. Yeah. Um, one of yeah, your... some sits in the back of my memory there. I just remember. Um, There's probably others as well. Probably others as well. Benji Marshall, uh, talking to Chris Hyington, by the way, dual uh, grand final winner. Um, Benji Marshall back then, um, let's again relive that, that magic moment. Thurston, right foot kick, down the ground, into the end goal almost. Hodgson cuts it off. Hodgson taken by Norton. He took him late. Marshall skips away. Marshall skips away. Marshall's still going. Marshall's got Richards coming up outside. Now inside. Richards pursued. He pushes Johnson away. Pat Richards. Pat Richards has scored. A magnificent try. Late to the field stuff. Yes, I mean, you never get sick of listening to that. Were you on the field at that point or on the bench? I just got on the field and had a, oh. uh, I think I had one hit up. And I, all I remember was Benji because he sort of played winger there as well. So he was kick returned, obviously. Mm. He made a kick return and made a bust like that. And then I remember just, I try and tell the young kids today, always yeah. push through and follow. I was yeah. just watching, I was standing there, watching, I was fresh as <laughs> In just got on the field. I could have been pushing up through the middle, like to score a tie. But uh, mm. yeah, I was just in awe of the moment. That was just crazy. How he skipped out, and then you know, usually you'd flick past the other way, but he changed the way he flicked past the ball. Man, I like I loved Paddy Richards. Man, that was unbelievable. What a try yeah. to start. You know, I think that was the first try. I think that was the first try of the grand final. So it gave us real good momentum going into the the back end of that game. Yeah, it's an iconic, iconic clip and uh, we'll, be, we'll be reliving that for many years, decades uh, to come. 16 years on, uh, Chris, can you believe that Benji Marshall is lining up for potentially another grand final victory? Yeah, good. It's, it's remarkable. Like, the way he played back then, it was off the cuff and, you know, it would make things happen just in the spur of the moment. But now he can control the game. He's got a great kicking game. You know, he makes others look better. So he's sure to flip his game completely and just remarkable the way, you know, and, and he, he got recognised for what he's done off the field as well. I think throughout the week, you know, there's a few stories about how good of a person he is to the kids and, you know, coming through. But, yeah, what a star, what a player. And hopefully he can get some good minutes and, and put a good show on tomorrow. Mm. Uh, not too dissimilar yourself. Um, 16 years apart for Benji, it was, uh, what, 11 years apart for you, um, between grand final victories. Cronulla's win in, in 16. Uh, let's relive that, shall we? Maybe we'll go and dig that one out from the archives. But h- how was the build-up to that grand final? Uh, obviously, you're a lot more experienced and, and an older older head on your shoulders leading into the 16 grand final. Yeah, I was a little bit more nervous, to be fair, because I knew what it meant. It was a big moment for the Cronulla you know, area. Um, you know, Paul Gallen, there, there was uh, Andrew Eddinghausen coming into training, talking about what it means to the club and, and, and you know, and obviously I had to work so hard to stay in the game. So I went into it a little bit more nervous than I did in the first one because we had a really good team at the West Tigers. So I thought I m- we might have made a few more grand finals being a young kid and, you know, being a bit confident like I was. But, um, yeah, I was a bit nervous. I, I knew I didn't have many years in the NRL career left, so mm. I knew it was very important to just just, uh, just concentrate on my own performance and, and hopefully everyone else brings their performance like we did that night. And I thought Melbourne played really good, but we just got them, you know. Mm. It was a really good game. I remember the last play there where there was a minute to go and they had a scrum feed down their end and they went all the way up the field. And I remember 
every single Sharks player was on the other side of the field chasing yeah. chasing them down. And then I, I think Chambers went through and he could have passed the Cooper Cronk, but um, I think the, the noise was too loud. He couldn't hear him through the middle. But, um, mm. yeah, we all scrambled really well to get the win that night. Let's relive that moment then. To give it out wide, here's Corabetti. He's got them turning around. It's now with Vunavalu. Vunavalu, the season's top try scorer, got the ball away. Bromwich to Smith, Smith to Hampton. Hampton, can he find a gap? He gets the ball away. It's back to Smith. Smith gets it away to Cronk. Cronk's got Corabetti with it. Have they got a chance here? Corabetti's put down. The siren sounds. Cronulla have won it. Cronulla have won it. 14 to 12. <laughs> oh, I know. We were just holding on. Everyone was holding on. And uh, they, they hung on the Sharkies. 14-12 over, over Melbourne. Chris Hyington was there winning his second premiership. So you played a few more seasons, didn't you, Hino? And uh, ended up in, in, in Newcastle colours for a year. Uh, but a remarkable career that, that you, you had. Uh, 338 games um, all up, and and as you say, you've made you've made a stack of, of friends, lifelong friends from your rugby league career. Who are the guys you, you still knock around with? Yeah, I still like I still knock around with most. I, I, we talk to most. Obviously, the grand final teams, you, you keep in contact a lot more. And you know, there's still Bo Ryan from the Tigers, Chris Lawrence, mm. you know, Tim Molson, and then the Sharkies. There's Chad Townsend. There's a heap of them. You know, but everyone's so busy, but. Mm. And uh, it's hard to travel at the moment, but yeah, I, I call them, you know, when I when I, whenever I can. Then I've got a few younger fellas in Caelan Ponger and Connor Connor Watson. I keep in contact with because I played one year at Newcastle and really enjoyed yeah. that. You know, I was, I was obviously twenty years older than most of them, and um, you know, I just loved the, you know what they brought, and you know, and then, then I retired here on the Central Coast and gone into the the real world and uh, got my own business like I was talking about and yeah just keeping busy and yeah loving life at the moment. Mm. Mate you're a champion Chris thanks for jumping on the line mate I really appreciate it lovely to chat we could chat for, for an hour or so if we could maybe we can over a couple of beers someday a tip for tomorrow Chris and uh, Clive Churchill if you don't mind Ooh very tough one um, I'm going to go Cody Walker mm. South win 18-14 you're a star. Bunnies fans will be liking that. 18-14 in the crystal ball of Chris Hyington and Cody Walker, the Clive Churchill medalist. Mate, enjoy uh, the rest of your weekend. Enjoy grand final day. And uh, thanks again for joining us here on uh, Higher Ground. Thanks, guys. Really enjoyed that. Cheers. I think Fantastic fella, isn't he, Chris? Oh, you, you could, couldn't you? You just feel like you're on a bar stool somewhere. Imagine just, just kicking back and, and having a few sherbets with Chris. Good fella all around. And, um, again, just Google that too. If you've got any kids out there, young kids, he's, he's hosting these rugby league academy or camps. Uh, I'm not quite sure of the ages, but just Google that and have a look at it. I, I might do the same uh, myself. Now, we're going to be talking to Steve Renoff uh, shortly. Also coming up in the next hour is uh, Roycey Simmons is going to jump on the line as well. You're listening to Higher Ground with uh, the Mad Russian over there. And here on this chair is me, Chris Warren. So please do tell me what your grand final plans are. What are they? What are you doing? What are you eating? What are you drinking? Responsibly, of course. Um, the reptile's been in touch. And good afternoon to you, reptile, as well. Um, g'day, Chris. Uh, you legend. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. You're a legend, too. Uh, projector screen just got set up for tomorrow. Glory, glory. Reptile's got the big projector. Oh, we spoke to him during the week, didn't we? 
He's got the big projector screen out the back, and I think he was even going to put it up against the the trampoline and put one of the um, the king size bed sheets over the trampoline or something like that. Um, he's got it all happening, the reptile. So, have you got any uh, grand plans for the grand final? Let us know how you're enjoying it. Um, we're not out of COVID uh, lockdown just yet, are we? So it's a bit tricky. Uh, depending, of course, where, you, where you're watching it from. Let me know what your plans are. As I said, my brother, um, very generous of him, he's, he said he'd like to come over for grand final day and watch it with me and, and his, um, his two nephews and niece. And I said, well, not a problem. I'll, I'll cook you dinner. And uh, he said, but I'm not, I'm not watching it on that TV screen you've got. And I said, what? So I've got a 32-inch, which is plenty big enough for me. I try, it's not all about size, I tried telling him, but... He's um he's got on board a big fifty two incher and I I don't know that it's going to fit in my bloody lounge room, um, and the place I'm renting too I can't put it on the wall so he's coming across he got it from good guys click and collect he said it was a bit of a process involved I bet it was, um but he did say the writer to all that is that uh, that's uh, a couple of Christmases and a couple of birthdays all <laughs> all thrown in, uh, so he can watch uh, the grand final tomorrow night on a bigger TV that I could previously offer him let us know how you're enjoying uh, grand final day tomorrow what your plans are jump on the open line if you want to have a quick chat one 1170 uh won't bite your hand off or your head off um might not agree with you but let us know and also if you're you're a neutral fan you're not bunnies you're not penrith who are you supporting and why love to know that i just had a little nibble of something that was absolutely de- delightful that sugar cane brought in a, a little plate full of um sweet well more savoury temptations, uh, Mexican-style food. I think it was a bit of pulled pork in a soft mm. tortilla. It's got a bit of kick to it. I gobbled one of those down in that last um, ad break. My goodness, absolutely beautiful. And that came, I, I think, um, gratis, was it, from uh, a restaurant uh, is La Farmacia in Darlinghurst. Is that the right? Is that Very the... much so. Oh, geez, I tell you what, we go back there. La Farmacia, Darlinghurst. Get some of this. Well, you don't need the pork on your fork. Get some of this rolled up into that tortilla, isn't it? Yeah, because I'm not a big Mexican tortilla. Yeah, and I just had, I just snuck a churro in as well. Mm, You want to be careful. Oh, delightful! Spice? Uh, No, no spice. Mm. Just the caramel sauce on it as well. That was just a nice. I'm going to refrain. I'm going to refrain from having another one because it's sort of. It's not dinner time yet, and I've got to do the kids' oh, dinner later. I see, and then I, I always tell them that's not to eat, don't eat too much; you won't eat your dinner. Well, that's a bit like me if I have any more of them. So I'm going to refrain from that. But let us know uh, what your plans are for uh, Grand Final Day. Uh, also, let us know uh, your, your result, your Clive Churchill, all that sort of uh, jazz. Love you to be involved in the program. Always a lot more interesting if you do get involved as well. Montefilia won the uh, the Metrop, by the way. Montefilia, don't know what price. Um, Six fifty. There now I do. Now I do. Now I do. Hugh Bowman on board. Hugh, can I? You're right. Old Hughie Bowman. All right. uh, Higher ground. We're going to get. um, Who are we going to get? Pearl. Steve Renoff is going to join us next. Yeah, Steve Renoff. Steve Renoff. 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 Renoff is on the line. Steve, how are you, mate? Hey, good, Chris. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. That's a funny story, that too. And uh, I'm not taking the pee out of raps, but um, no. we're, we're in your early days, um, well, he would sometimes change your pronunciation mid, mid-sentence. Yeah, he did. And I think I've told you the story. I think back when I first came on the scene and I remember Sterlo come down and asked in the sheds, how do we pronounce your name? And I said, it's Ranoff. And I'm only a kid. And 
anyway, I watched the the footage back, and it was all Renouf. <laughs> okay, so but it was uh, well, just we, funny we, one of those things. Well, Sturlo, we we dug further into that story, and and we think that Sturlo has um in the lift going back up to the commentary box, he's either done one or two things. It's he's got it wrong himself, or he's thought I'll stitch Rabs up here, and I think it might, <laughs> I think it might be the latter. And that would have been yeah, exactly. very early in Sturlow's thirty-year commentary career, which will it come was, to an was. end. Come to an end on Sunday. Yeah, wow. I know. And can I just pay, you know, the ultimate respect to Peter Sterling? He's probably one of the best uh, running around, and uh, what what a great commenta- commentator he is. Yeah, I, I agree with you, mate. And you know, there's so many other younger, more recently retired players who are equally astute, but. Um, Sturlo, and you might think, well, but he's from yesteryear, he's, he's from the 80s, etc. But he's he's really adapted and, and, and um, I don't know, learnt and, and not he's always quite modern and in touch with the modern game, Sturlo. So, yeah, like Phil Gould for me, when Sturlo says something, I just listen, you know, because you, there's, exactly. a good, there's a good chance you might learn something. Now, not many people can say this, that they have played in four grand finals. And even fewer people can say this. They've played in four grand finals and they have won all four grand finals. And uh, Mr. Renoff, that, or Renouf, <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what we can say with you. 92, beating the Dragons for Brisbane. Again with the Broncos, 93, beating the Dragons as well. 1997, uh, the Super League grand final, beating Cronulla. And then uh, 1998, the ARL grand final, beating Canterbury. Your very first grand final, Pearl, 1992, the Winfield Cup grand final against St. George, um, and almost a length of the field try. You still must remember that like it was yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those things, you know, and um, it, it, is, it is special when you see it. You know, you still get goosebumps. And, you know, I was, I was at a promo this morning with, with the boys, Kevy Walters and, and Alan Langer, and, and obviously they obviously had a fair bit to do with that try. And... Um, you know, they were the first two passes. And, and they're the special things that you, that you go through. And I think 92 for us, and we got to speak about that today together, and was very, very special grand final win um, for Brisbane and, and, and the group of boys that, that played that day. Yeah, are you with them today, were you? Yeah, yeah, we were, we were there this morning out at, at Rebel Sport. We did a bit of mm. a, a promo there. And uh, it, it was so good, you know, that to, to reminisce and, and talk to the public uh, about you know what we've done um, in, in grand final time, and 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 that's that's another thing. The appreciation um, from our fans and the public um, is is unbelievable. A very young Steve Renoff, it would have been back in nineteen ninety two, the Winfield Cup grand final, Broncos beating the Dragons twenty eight to eight. Let's relive it. Langer away for Renoff. Renoff, we haven't seen much of him today. Now take a look at him as he crosses the halfway. You made your de- debut, didn't you, Steve, for, for the Kangaroos? I think it would have only been a few yes. a few weeks later at, at Wembley. I mean, how do you go from uh, you know, your, your <laughs> premiership success? You must be sort of floating for a few weeks or, or you have to get grounded in a hurry to uh, to take off for the Kangaroos tour. Yeah, we did. And it was virtually a week later we flew out. So, you know, we had, we did a lot of celebrating, obviously, uh, back here in Brizzy. And uh, I think there was about... Eight, six or eight of us picked in that uh, kangaroo squad for the World Cup final, and um, so we had a fair representation, obviously from uh, from Brisbane, 
And then to readjust three weeks uh, after we started the tour, I get picked in the the World Cup squad uh, to play Great Britain. And it was totally, I was taken by surprise. I I, I really thought um, that I wasn't going to get, but I didn't. I was very fortunate to, to get to play at Wembley. Mm. Do you um and I don't know how 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 sketchy your memory is, but going into the nineteen ninety three grand final, having been there and won it the year previous, did that make it easier for you? No, we 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 did it a bit tougher. I mean, there was a, a couple of things happened that year, and um, we we finished fifth, uh, believe it or not, and and uh, so we had to win every game uh, prior to getting into the GF and. Um, I, I missed the first two semis. I, I, I end up with a broken jaw, which is which is an incident that happened off field. And um, I remember missing the, the first two semis, and uh, Willie Khan put replaced me in the centres, and the big Dell Wendell Sailor came on the wing, and the boys were having a blinder. They they won the first two semis without me, and mm. I thought oh, I'm, I'm Buckley to getting back into this team <laughs> anyway. Wayne Bennett was true to his word, and uh, he said if you get your jaw right, if it if it heals, we'll put you back in the team, and. Um, so I came back in the prelim against Canterbury, and then we won through to the grand final in uh, against St George in '93, and then went on to win. So um, two different, uh, you know, ways of getting and winning grand finals in that '92 '93 era. How old would you have been there, '92 '93? Twenty-two and twenty-three. Yeah. Okay, so, so twenty-two. I, yeah. I'm thinking of, of parallels to this young Penrith team. You know that with the, a lot of these youngsters were there last year and they got rolled by this storm. I, I'm just wondering, second year back, in terms of the build-up or the the nerves, being having been there twelve months prior, did did you find it personally um, a little bit easier, a little bit less daunting? Yeah, I, I think so. We we just it was just a, a satisfying win, and it was a. It wasn't. We didn't do it as easy uh, as we did, and you know, I don't no disrespect to St George, but we were very, very confident in '92. You know, I think the whole year we lost three or four games. So every team we came up against, and even in that grand final, we thought, well, we know if we we play to our potential, we'll win this game. And '93 was very different. So I always say the difference between '92 and '93 was '92 was jubilation. It was. It was our first grand final. And then '93, because of the way we came through the final series, it was it was very much. I still remember the looks on the boys' face. It was just relief mm-hmm. that we've just gone back to back and we actually come from fifth. Well, wow. '97. Fast forward a few years. '97, uh, the Super League Grand Final. Okay, so there were two different uh, competitions being played. Um, you took on and, and beat quite comfortably Cronulla. You scored a hat trick yourself, but I'm just looking. Look at this team, right? This has got to be one of the best club sides ever, hasn't it? So you've got Lockyer, Devere, Renoff, Mundine, Sailor, Walters, Langer. You've got Thorne, G, Webke, Tallis, Peter Ryan, Darren Smith on the bench, Johnny Plath, Tony Carroll, Michael Hancock, um, and Ben Walker. I tell you what, a handy 17, wasn't it? It was. And, you know, and look, that's what I say to people, and we talked about that today. That, we were very, very fortunate um, the way uh, Brisbane were travelling and recruiting. And, you know, I still remember 92, 93, you know, we were all the young guns coming through into that team. Um, just the way Brisbane did things was, was amazing. And then obviously being the the elders then in, in 97, 98, um, to see all these young boys like Thorne, Carroll, you know, Webke and, and, and all those guys tell us. So for us, um, we were just in this... this really purple patch during the 90s with the Brisbane Broncos and the way they did things. 
And then your last and what would be your final uh, grand final was um, a big victory over Canterbury. You, you boys posted 38 points. You would have thought the Pearl would have scored, but no. No, it was, it was just one of those games. And I, I think um, I think we might have... It was very tight going in the half time. And uh, I remember mate, an inside pass off Alf to make a break. And, you know, I, the boys sort of chipped me over that because they, they thought I should have scored, but we scored <laughs> off the next next um the next uh, play anyway but um it was just one of those things where it was just a tight match canterbury were well known you know they they love a, a grudge match but we we had to get ourselves out of that but then then to win and that like uh chris that was the original the um you know the the original year of the nrl 98 so it was a inaugural grand final match or the nrl it was indeed, mate. It was indeed. I'm talking to Steve Renoff here, and uh, we do this thanks to Deadly Choices. Steve uh, is an ambassador for Deadly Choices. How's that all going? Um, just give that a bit of a plug too, mate, while you're here. Yeah, look, we, we, you know, there's a lot of things. We obviously started Deadly Choices, you know, 10 years ago or 11 years ago, um, and it, it's just a Indigenous community engagement program uh, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people to, um, you know, come into and get health checks. And, mm. you know, we give away the Deadly Choices shirts when, when one of our mob get a health check. And it's all about preventative health. And, um, you know, we've been doing a lot here in Southeast Queensland. Deadly Choices now has a bit more of a national footprint. So we're in New South Wales, Victoria, Northern Territory. And um, and it's all about preventative health and our people getting health checks. And, the, the, the you know, I, I could go through a lot of things, but there's a, so mm. many good things happening with Deadly Choices and, and, and what we do. Steve Renoff uh, played in four, won four grand finals under the master coach, Wayne Bennett. I think it's pretty fair in saying and, um, South Sydney would not be, I don't think, here on grand final day without Wayne Bennett as their coach. I don't think that would happen. But they are under the master coach. He may well win uh, what would be an eighth title. Mm. It is uh, quite remarkable. Um, and I've asked you this many times before. Um, what's so special about this man, Wayne Bennett? Yeah, look, you know, we give him all the accolades, but it's well deserved, and he he just knows, um, you know, how to work a team, and he you can see what he's what he's done in the last couple of years with, with South Sydney, and how he's he's got these young kids coming through. He's got a, you know, he's got a pool of talent, but he, he still has to get their heads right and get them playing as a team, and that's what South have done, and I think what epitomises that, you know, they lost the trail, and we. We, I, I was one of them. I thought, well, mm. how how can South Sydney even make the grand final, let alone win it, uh, without Latrell? And Wayne has the last laugh, and he, he's he's just got that team together. And this is his time of the year, and we, we've talked about it. It was just, it's about. He used to talk to us about enjoying this week, um, you know, week of rugby league and training. Just let's just enjoy it. He'd do everything to take the heat off us, and he he'd done the same with South. And every grand final team, he goes, well, you know, mm. we'll, we'll do this other little distraction over here so the media is not fo- focusing on our players. And he does it so well. And you go into a grand final just feeling comfortable and you know your job and you're not playing the game before Sunday. I imagine, and you're still very heavily involved with Brisbane Broncos, I, I imagine the initial signs are, you know, they're all very eager to to be welcoming Adam Reynolds to the club uh, next year. I'm still shaking my head as to why um, <laughs> yeah. South would let him go. Can I get a, a prediction for you, mate, tomorrow? What do you, what's your gut telling you? Uh, look, 
I, you know, I'm going with my heart here a bit too. Obviously, I want Wayne to win, but I, I, I go back to the prelims and just the way those two games were played. And uh, South, the way they they defeated Manly was it was just on, they were on song, mm. and it, it was a it was a really good match to watch. And on, you know, I, I text Wayne after and just said, "Wow, um, you know, just I loved the way they played." And then, you know, obviously Penrith had a lot tougher match against Melbourne. Um, I, I think, for me, I'm obviously going to lean towards, and but I really do think South will win. I just think Benny could be the difference, to be honest, out of, out of the two coaches. And um, I know Ivan was there with the team last year and they missed out. But, um, so it's going to be a cracker either way, uh, but I'm, I'm tipping the Rabbits. You're heading out to Suncorp? Yeah, I am, mate. I'm uh, going to head out there, so... Uh, out there with NRL doing a bit of bit of stuff for on tomorrow, and then, mate, really looking forward to it. You know, and I'm just I'm just very very we're very very fortunate here, and I think rugby league needs to really um, you know appreciate uh, that we can have a grand final with mm. with a crowd uh, in this current environment, and the Queensland government and what's happened here, and Peter Volandis have done a great job. Yeah, here here. Mate, so two of you, Steve, right throughout the season. And I really do appreciate you jumping on board um, pretty much every week here on Higher Ground. And that is uh, um, courtesy of Deadly Choices, mate. Thanks very much. And uh, we'll talk again soon. No worries. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it, mate. There he is, uh, the Pearl, uh, Renoff Renouf. Renoff Renouf, four times Premiership winner, only played in four grand finals. It's quite remarkable, isn't it? And you might then um, draw join the dots. Well, he's a very big reason why they won all four too. What a centre he was. Well, I love that story about him being picked for the side at Wembley after winning that first grand final. And yeah. imagine just well, having all the highs in, you know, the I'm space I'm pretty sure he would never have been to the UK prior to That's that. Right. As, as well. Suddenly you're playing in, at Wembley in front of 60,000. Yes, Wembley. Now you you are, you haven't been to Wembley, have you? No, I haven't. You'd love to go there because you're, the you're a football, yes. yeah, you are a football fanatic. Um, you would love to go to a... You know, an FA Cup final or something, oh, wouldn't you, at, at Wembley? Dream come true. That's uh, Yeah, that's bucket list stuff. That So to be playing in the middle of it. it just we made the final staggered. of the Challenge Cup when I was with right. L- London Broncos. Um, Packed Wembley? I'm just trying to work out whether Sugar Kane was with the Broncos at that point in time. Don't know if he was or not. Can't remember. Um, so you're getting old. Memory's fading. Oh, it was, yeah, packed house. Packed house at Wembley. Uh, London Broncos playing Leeds Rhinos. We got smashed. <laughs> I think to this day it's the biggest record loss at Wembley in a Challenge Cup final. Um, I don't know if he's sugar, Sugar's out there on, on the phone. He's putting on more bets. I think what he's done, he's had a big win earlier on in the Epsom. But then when you throw that out and, you, you, you know, you try and turn that into that, it can it can get slippery. I, I, I shouldn't. I don't need to talk to Joel about any of that. He's... Ever noticed? He's right in the middle of. You that ever tunnel. noticed bookies tend to be Rubbing quite well off? You've seen the cars they drive. Uh, yes, absolutely. Isn't it interesting? I know quite a few people who've <laughs> uh, contributed to uh, to to their um, their fortunes over the past uh, four or five decades as well. This uh, is higher ground. We're here until when do we hit till six? So uh, we'll take your calls if you want to jump on the phone and have a chat. I am asking the question: If you're not a fan, uh, not a Bunnies fan or a Panthers fan. Who do you want to win tomorrow in the NRL Grand Final and why? Uh, it's coming up to 24 minutes past five. Yes, on the eve of the 2021 NRL Grand Final being played at Suncorp Stadium, Penrith Panthers 
up against South Sydney. Many, many storylines uh, around this grand final. And, you know, I, I think there's more sort of storylines than, than many other grand finals we've We've had before uh, in terms of Penrith, we're seeing can they go one better than than last year? Can they rectify what went wrong um, against uh, Melbourne Storm? And there's that old tale, isn't there? You've got to lose one before you win one. I'll be shortly talking to uh, Roycey Simmons. I'll be asking uh, him that very question. Uh, is it a bridge too far, though, for Penrith? Are they running on empty? Uh, they've had a, a loss to the Bunnies in week one of the finals. They then beat Para, then beat Storm. But how much? Petrol is left in the tank. Then you've got Ivan Cleary. Um, 370 games, still no premiership. Is it the chance for him? A number of players are moving on, aren't they? Matt Burton and Brent Naden moving to Canterbury next year. You've also got Kurt Capewell moving on to Brisbane next year. Um, another storyline that, that, that jumps off the pages is, is the hooker, Appy Corusau. Um, he was a late call-up to replace Isaac Luke in the 2014 Grand Final, helping South Sydney to their first premiership in 43 years. And now Appy, as we know, um, is packing down for Penrith. Um, so he's looking for his second NRL Premiership ring. Uh, as I say, a lot of storylines, a lot of storylines too about South Sydney. But for, for this uh, chat, I, I want to focus on all things Penrith. You know, you've, I say that uh, lose one, win one. There are plenty of teams or a number of teams that have lost Back-to-back grand finals. Parramatta did in 76 and 77. Manly lost grand finals, 82-83. Balmain, 88-89. St. George, 92-93 to Brisbane. And and Pearl, who we're just talking to. And then the Roosters in 03 and 04. But over the past 50 years, only four clubs have won premiership the year after losing the grand final. Canterbury lost in 1979. They won in 1980. They also lost in 1994. They won in 1995. Melbourne lost in 06 and won in 07. Lost in 2016, but won in 2017. And Manly, as we know, lost in 2007, but won in 2008. As for the Panthers, we all know, don't we? They lost in 1990, but they had a big victory in 91. Back into the field of play. Short drop out for Canberra and Evan. I still remember it vividly. And so, too, I'm sure does Royce Simmons. Royce, thanks for joining us, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, all good, mate. Can you still remember those scenes vividly, jumping up into MG's lap? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I've only, I've, obviously you see it on, um, I think I've only watched the game itself in whole maybe once. But, uh, um, you know, you still see it on telly and shots of it and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, even because uh, um, our memory's not as good as what it was. So <laughs> um, you need a rerun every now and then. You need to see a clip of it here and a clip there. Yeah. Well, I, I remember both. I remember the 90 and then the 91. I was I was there there for both of them, mate. And, um, you know, I, I can still visualise it all. You've uh, been with the club. You played for them for, what, 12? I think it was 12 seasons and, um, you know, over 200 uh, games for Penrith. You're Penrith through and through, Roy. So... Um, and you're still working for the club in in various sort of roles. What's the vibe like out there? I know they're up in Brisbane. In, in terms of um, you know the foot of the mountains, um, what what what's the feeling like? 
Oh, mate, the town's going crazy. Mm. There's, there's cars dropped, like hundreds, not a few cars, hundreds and hundreds of them driving around, flags out the window and yelling and screaming and just all all in good order and all no harm. Uh, I go for a walk of the morning. Everyone's got a Penrith jacket or jumper. You see the mm. odd South fan, of course, uh, that everyone's yelling and screaming at you. And every, yeah, it's a real good spirit out here, even though um, they're, they're so far away. Mm. I've been saying, um, and everyone, it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? That you know, you you got to lose one to win one. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on that? And I'll ask you also, what what was different for you? You were you were captain in '90, weren't you? Then Brandy captain '91. But in terms of yep. the, the build up, and I'm thinking of the young Penrith players now, the young team now. In terms of the build up for this year compared to last year, I, I imagine um, will be pretty different for some of them. Yeah, yeah, it will be. I, you know, people. I think it comes back to how much experience. Like originally, they people say you got to lose one to win one. Well, I, I think the, you know, the answer there is, uh, you know, if you've had players that have played a lot of rep football, state of origin, tests, and all that sort of stuff, and they go into a grand final, well, you know, they they could probably handle it and play it accordingly, you know, but. Last year, um, Penrith went in with a very, very young side. You know, uh, average age of 22 or 23 or something. Uh, they went into that game. I think you know one player had played uh, played a grand final before. You know, only one or two has played a bit of rep football. So, so I think in their case, the experience of the, the week lead up. You know, they probably handled things a bit, a little bit different this year in that week. Uh, game day would have been a massive learning experience for them. Um, and uh, again, they would have improved. improved. As I said, they, they've gone on and played state of origin or rep football, some of them as well. So that's a thing. And, and the other thing I think is um, a big uh, reminder too is, you know, they watch Melbourne do a lap of honour, mm. you know, and they go into the dressing rooms and they feel the, the hurt and the pain of the work they've put in for not only for a year, mm. for for years, but to get an opportunity to play in the grand final. So I think put all that together, and I think they've got a lot out of last year's grand final. So, mm. so um, yeah, I think that I think they're a lot better off for it. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. With you. Do you remember Royce C in the Raiders lap of honour in nineteen ninety? No, no, I went inside, mate. <laughs> I didn't want to see it. I took off. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm just thinking. Oh, I'm mate, thinking I, too. I, look, I just rem- mm. sorry. I, I just remember sitting in the in the shed, you know, uh, and you know everything's just quiet and no one sort of saying anything. Mm. And you know, then you go and have a shower. You hide under a shower and let the water run over your face so people can't see you crying. A grown man crying, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so it's amazing how uh, upset. You know, you know the big tough footballer thinks he is, and all of a sudden he's got tears in his eyes after mm. losing a game. You know, so uh, but that, that's what happens. But well, people, you know, you will see it tomorrow, Royce. I guarantee you will see players with uh, the uh, tears in their eyes, uh, victorious tears, and the, the team that loses, they 
Yeah, grown men do cry, and um, it just happens. That's that's the emotion of the whole occasion. I'm thinking of other great hookers you know, that have bowed out and, and ended their career with a premiership. And Cameron Smith, we know he won a premiership in his final year last year with Melbourne Storm, as you did with Penrith. And you hadn't scored a try all year, and you've saved it all up. You've saved all your coins up for the big dance, and uh, you've scored two tries in that 91 grand final. Had you already announced your retirement prior to the grand final? Yeah, I had. Yeah, I'd um, um, virtually after the, the grand final we lost the year before, I said, uh, oh, you know, I'll play one more year. Uh, injuries were really catching up on me. And mm. once the injuries start getting here, I mean, I, I was never quick, but the speed certainly starts disappearing. So they're important things, you know. So um, I just decided to go around just the final year. Everything was made up, but uh, I certainly had a trained really hard. Well, I mean, I trained hard all the time. That was just me. But uh, that year I went to another level and, you know, knocked a few kilo off. And uh, and I was never, I mean, I was never big anyway, but I just thought I'd try playing a couple of kilo lighter and, you know, just put a big training mm. off-season right through. And uh, um, then done the ankle in one of the early games of the year and missed weeks and weeks. Uh, worked on it. Uh, really hard, come back, done it again, first game back. I only actually end up playing, I think, about 11, 11 games that year. So uh-huh. it was, wasn't the rosiest year that everyone thinks it was at the early part of it, but it, it finished off real positive, yeah. Well, that might explain it a bit better then, um, given you hadn't scored a try. So it was only about 11 appearances you'd made in 1991. Did the nudie run go through your mind at all, Roycey, going into the grand final? Grand final? <laughs> I think I think we're all at uh, you know thinking about what happened a year before that never come across. It was uh, the boys the day would be thinking about all them things. They uh, they're mm. the easiest going sort of mob of blokes. Uh, they've they've really got a good ability to enjoy themselves, enjoy each other's company. They've got a big boombox sitting on their shoulder. They're dancing. Mm. They're you know singing to each other and and whatever. And then all of a sudden they go on the footy field. Everything just changes. They've got a they've got a down pat, you know. They they really enjoy each other's company. They they're not big noters. They're really quiet boys. They do a lot a lot of good things around the community and all that sort of stuff. And uh, uh, but they really enjoy themselves. But as soon as training starts or game starts, they just go into another another area and away they go. Gus Gould, uh, sorry, Royce. Gus was only a young coach too, wasn't he? Um, and he, I'm sure, would have learned a few things um, after 1990 going into the 1991 Grand Final. How was he different? Do you think, having gone through the loss? Oh well, a lot of different things um, happened as far as like the year before. Things that I can say pretty simple, like the year before. We did a parade up the street, you know, and got all the flash cars and we went up the street and we waved to everyone mm. and we did all that. We had open training sessions, uh, you know, you know, um, all them type of things. I could go on and go on with yeah, all yeah. that sort of stuff. The following year, nothing. We trained behind locked doors. Uh, you know, we never went in any parades. We, the only thing we had to do was the official grand final uh, breakfast. That's the only thing we done outside. Everything else was hidden, well done, and was just you know take uh, everything from the outside and just put it away. And 
And you got to remember back then we weren't full time, of course. No, it was all part time. So, uh, so you still had to go to work and you still had to do all that sort of things. But I suppose the young people of the day wouldn't even think about that mm. now. You had to get up and go to. You know, I was, uh, uh, you know, you know, working at the time. So you, you just were. Things were, you know, you get brought down back to earth a little bit. You had to get to work and do do a few things before. You're worried about your football. I'm just wondering, along the same lines, Ivan's probably learned a few things too, having been there last year and and going back to um, back to the same place, albeit in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, no, he he would have, you know, taken everything into account last year, where he could have done things a little bit better and organised things. I mean, uh, I mean that's what it's all about. It's all about learning and bettering yourself and getting better and, mm. um, you know. Uh, and uh, he he certainly does that. He's um, he is really um, he's done a lot of things too. When he first come to the club, that uh, you know that uh, probably you know the club, even though we're we only come into the competition you know in '67, so history wasn't uh, a real important thing. We weren't like South Sydney. We weren't like St George of one. You know, premierships no. ten, eleven, and all that sort of stuff. History wasn't there, but Ivan made it happen when he first come. He he just he made the boys go and read all the, you know, update all the books and all the all the things around the around the club that mm. that told them who was who thirty years ago and who played well, who was the first captain of Penrith, all them sort of things. You know, it's important, so, isn't it? Um, it's important to know because yeah, you know the, the so, old the old Penrith they they were they were struggling yep, many many yep, many yep. years and I'm just looking here you made your debut against the Bunnies Royce and they they towed you up 59 points to five so they were yep, at the top yep. and you guys were really you know that was things were way they different were. back then I, I remember the day I come on at half time uh, uh, and uh, Terry Fay I think scored about four tries <laughs> down one wing we got. Uh, He's getting closer and closer to the league's club every time he scored. <laughs> yeah, blame and, him. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I remember that game, and I actually uh, done a rib cartilage in that game, which, as, if, you, if you know what a rib cartilage is, uh, yeah. virtually worse than a broken rib. And uh, and I just, that was my first run in first grade, and uh, um, I decided to play again the, the next week, and... Uh, <laughs> And didn't tell anyone, and, no. and I think we got we got a worse of a touch up, and I end up getting rip, you know having to come off the field. So, you know, all learning things as you know as we said earlier on about you know blokes um, going to their second grand final, they're, they're still all learning and all you know all um, all to try to win a grand final, which a lot of better players than say myself never ever got to a grand final, never got the the playing one, never. No. You know, so it's a it's a very special thing. You don't, it's, you know, you don't. There's some players like you said, your Cameron Smiths and all have got to play in a lot of grand finals and everything. But um, you know, not too many people get to to do that. So when you get your opportunity, you got to take it. Where were you? It's a shame Panthers can't be uh, chock full to the rafters because um, it would fill out. Where, where are you watching it, bud? I'll just watch it from home. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. you know, there's there's, there's virtually. Uh, nothing you can, uh, nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Just sit at home. I always sit home pretty quiet, but my wife she does somersaults and throws <laughs> things at the telly and yells and screams, and I just sit, uh, I just like sit in the corner there and just watch. I can <laughs> just paint the picture. My dad was telling me too, um, Royce. He said um, you guys had to back up for the uh, '91 the World Club Challenge. 
Um, and uh, you didn't go over there in the best sort of shape, if you know what I mean. No, that was just, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, a couple of blokes disappeared and didn't go over. <laughs> MG come up with some excuse. I don't think he went, someone yeah. else didn't go. I think Brandy, Brandy might have went away. I think uh, maybe to play a test. Yeah, it's a long time ago now, but anyway. Mm. Um, but then I've then I've obviously a few years later I've gone across to England to coach, and oh, you always got hammered about it. Oh, well, you come over here and Wigan, we kick your bums and we showed you who could play. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they give you, they give you, you, you well, still in party <laughs> and you mode. Can't say enough. No, you know, you went over and no. you went over and played. You got beaten. So there's not much you can say. No. Um, and they they uh, they got their two bobs worth out of me anyway. Well, Roy, so let's hope there's celebrations are plenty uh, uh, for Penrith fans um, and maybe party like it was uh, 1991 again, 30 years on or 2003. But uh, all the best for your club, mate, and thanks for joining us on on higher ground. All good, Chris. Thank you. Great stuff. There he is. Thank you. Uh, Roycey Simmons, uh, one of the good guys in, in this great game of rugby league. It's coming up to 14 minutes to six. This is higher ground. It is indeed higher ground. It's 10 minutes to six. I hope you're enjoying your uh, your Saturday afternoon, uh, almost evening. And um, I hope we've uh, provided a bit of entertainment for you along the way. Lovely to chat there, wasn't it, to Roycey Simmons? Uh, one of the... One of the real good guys, and um, he you know, still does a lot of work out there. More on the hospitality side, I think, these days. Roycey, uh, I'm not quite sure what the role is. I think um, chairman of the social committee, I think, or something oh. along that. Well, he's basically got his own box up there and um, for each home game, and, well, there haven't been any of those, have they, really? No, so I don't know what Roycey's been doing. Or he's just been sitting there in the box out at Panther Stadium and oh, knocking the top off a few. Put it on the big screen up there. By yourself. That's right. It's still oh, well, not be well, a bad, you, could... you put the game on the oh. big screen up there by his, That wouldn't be What bad. about that? That wouldn't be a bad idea, would it? What about that? They could have run a promo, right? Mm. You get your own box, your own big screen, like I'm talking the TV big screen, the 20-metre yep. one. Yeah. And and fully, full catering. Yeah. How, what With COVID, you couldn't bring any guests along, really, could you? You probably could. Groups Listen, of five. If if we get stuck in a situation like this in New South Wales next year, mm. my thinking is the the new SFS is basically going to be built. It's going to be opened in October. Will it be ready? Well, so what I'm saying mm. is you're not putting people in the stands. Mm. If you give them a nice little entranceway through one of the the docking stations mm. or something like that, they don't have to go up into the incomplete seats. They've got those. You remember at the SFS, they got those massive, like, Biggest HD screens in the yeah. Southern Hemisphere, something yeah. like that. Well, these are going to be bigger. Well, that's it. So you can, couldn't you put? I it's going to be like eighty meters across, thousand. or sixty meters across, or something. The, the TV screen. Couldn't you put a few thousand people on the SFS on the turf, which on the hello be in turf. Major, mm-hmm. And if, for example, we have to move to Queensland again for COVID, hopefully no. Oh, one okay, I see what you're saying. I thought we were, yeah, we could even play the game there, but well, that'll be at ANZ. Well, you can let. A few thousand bunny supporters in there, or roosters, or whoever. Well, you don't want to put the bunnies and roosters together. <laughs> maybe, you know, what, maybe what, what hybrid example. beast? Hybrid beast you might come up with. <laughs> and you know how they do multiple, multiply bunnies. <laughs> Parramatta and Penrith fans together. Mm, Manly Seagulls and anyone. Idea. Manly and anyone. <laughs> now, who is Manly's arch rival? It's Para. It's Para. Yeah, hundred Manly and Parry can't put them together. Sharkies and Dragons can't put them together. Oh, that's a good one. No. Maybe you put them in Jubilee Oval together. 
Well, they share the same place, don't they? <laughs> well, There's no back, real big back screen next up year. There. I think they're back next year at Shark Park. At Shark Park, I mm-hmm. think you're right, actually. So yeah. you could keep them separate. Well, it's a novel idea you've got, and you are an ideas man. Um, so if we are in this predicament next year, we just fill the SFS um, on the pitch and just the, the giant screens. We have a, have a party. Party. Anyway, look, wherever you are watching uh, tomorrow's grand final, I do hope you enjoy it. It's going to be a cracker. It's going to be a belter. Um, you haven't asked me, by the way, who I think will win. So we'll get to that maybe before we go off Bundy off tonight. We haven't got long. We've got a couple of minutes. Well, Chris, I'll, I may as well ask you the question. Since you've asked everyone else today, who's going to win by how many and who's going to win the Clive Churchill medal? Okie dokie, okie dokie, okie dokie. I, I think Penrith will win. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a very close game. And as we've seen over the past few weeks, defence wins big games. I know the South of razzle-dazzle attack is just brilliant. Cody Walker, if they can shut him down, which I think they can, I think Penrith will defend themselves to victory mm. and they'll win by about six points, four to six points. I'm saying 18 points to 14 or maybe even 18 points to 12 Panthers win. Mm. Uh, Burton scores two and gets Clive. Burton? Mm. I like We had a text in earlier. I can't remember who said that. Is, but that's, mm. uh... 18, 14. 18, 14 Panthers. Burton, Clive. That's me, um, but I just hope it's a great grand final. I really do. And I think it will be. Mm. Uh, the couple of games we've seen, well, that's Melbourne it. and Penrith, brilliant. Parramatta, Penrith, brilliant. And the Bunnies, Penrith tomorrow, I reckon will be equal. Mm. We've had four fantastic finals games so far. I can't imagine why. Mm. Tomorrow won't be anything different. Tomorrow, uh, before the grand final, I'll be on here, NRL Match Day, okay, from midday. So I hope you can join us. Don't be late. Uh, midday sharp. We'll be talking to all the the regular gang. I've also tra- tracked down Johnny Cartwright as well. Uh, he was one of Royce's teammates back in '91, of course, and he's going to have a chat with us tomorrow as well. And then the boys will take over that grand final. Um, the broadcast will commence from six. All the pre-game atmosphere, all the build-up, with a few very good men, uh, headed up by uh, Joel Kane. Brett Finch and Brett Kamali will be part of the crew. So do join the boys for that tomorrow night. Join me tomorrow for midday. Until then, take care. Goodbye.